Welcome back. We're always so pleased to welcome to the program Robert Pearson, the director of the Norfolk County RSVP program for an update because there's always so much great news to share with the community and so many great opportunities for folks to participate in the, uh, the volunteer programs that they have. So, Robert, welcome again. Good to see you. Thank you, Joe. I'm so happy to be back. And I really am expecting next time we're on, I'll be with you in person. I do hope so. Um, we're getting a little bit of a complex here. It's the second time we've had you on a remote virtual uh, interview, but uh, it's great to have you nonetheless. Thank you. Thank you very much, Joe. I have a, a number of good updates for uh, your Quincy residents. Yeah, but also we always like to uh, begin with uh, just, a, I guess, a quick overview of what RSVP is. Absolutely. RSVP stands for Retired Senior Volunteer Program. It is one of three national service programs that are facilitated by AmeriCorps seniors out of Washington, D.C. So Norfolk County RSVP covers all of the Norfolk County cities and towns with about 15 different types of volunteer opportunities, very flexible, uh, you know, short uh, shift commitments, two to four hours a week. Everything from uh, English as a second language tutoring, elementary school tutoring, food pantry support, meals on wheels, driving, uh, veteran support, and friendly visiting. So we, uh, we, we also have new and exciting opportunities as well. Uh, in, we, we enjoy as a volunteer uh, service program, also putting together recognition events uh, and award ceremonies, and I'll be talking about that as well. Any um, special opportunities, Robert, over the summertime that uh, the RSVP program is involved with in terms of, I don't know, kids' activities or, or, or senior activities specifically related to summertime? Well, uh, it's interesting. As you share that, I'm aware of elementary school volunteers that are in need of more things to do because school is out over the summer. Uh, we have ongoing opportunities. It's not that we have something that's short-term over the summer. Uh, as it happens, we do have some opportunities that are starting over the summer, but they're not especially for the summer. Okay. I know probably um, the biggest uh, program that you run is the Rides for Veterans program. Is that right? It is our flagship program, Joe, out of... Um, programs with about 35 partner sites where we recruit volunteers. It's the only program that we run soup to nuts with in-house dispatching. <clears throat> We've been able to really build it back up from pre-COVID days to have about 40, 45 volunteers giving 80 to 90 rides per month to veterans. Uh, it is a remarkable program, uh, both as I witnessed the connections that are being made between the volunteers and the veterans, and many of them, it's, it's about far more than transportation, uh, because there are a lot of isolated veterans uh, who have some friendship here. So there's communication, sometimes people going out for lunch or coffee afterwards, it's not required, but people, people enjoy uh, in many cases, 
building those connections. Quincy is an area uh, and the uh, South Shore uh, is an area where a lot of rides emanate from. So we are always looking for more drivers uh, who in a flexible schedule can just volunteer maybe even to do two rides a month minimum. We have a very intuitive, easy to use software program where a driver would just maybe ideally, we ask for them to check once a week and they could see all the details of a given ride. Most of them will be round trips. Uh, oftentimes they're to the, uh, the Brockton VA or to the Jamaica Plain or West Roxbury VA. We also supply mileage reimbursement for the drivers who want that. We encourage it so that drivers will go longer distance rides because we have rides again all over the county. In the western part of the county, we don't have as many drivers, so we're looking to recruit more. But the, uh, the mileage reimbursement is generous and some volunteers are bringing home uh, $120 a month from mileage reimbursement. So it's uh, really want to encourage people's involvement. Robert, if a veteran has a specific um, uh, physical uh, need, if they're you know on crutches or in a wheelchair, how, how do you deal with that in terms of um, actually transportation? It's a great question, Joe. We are obviously relying on volunteers using their own vehicles we are as flexible as we can so if somebody is pretty ambulatory uh, where they are using a folding wheelchair oxygen a walker uh, we're able to transport them we just will be particular about you know uh, the drivers having the proper vehicles to be able to assist and a client, a veteran client, can bring an aide or a family member to assist if need be. Again, these are volunteers, not health professionals, but we are not able to bring uh, individuals that require a, uh, a wheelchair lift. Uh, the uh, Disabled American Vets, DAV, does have uh, facilities and vans for that. Okay, yeah, I just thought we should point that out um, just just because I'm sure that's become an issue. Are you seeing though um, younger vets, Robert, maybe vets from the Gulf Wars um, taking part in some of your programs? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, most of the veterans uh, using our service are older from Vietnam. I think there's still a World War II veteran. Wow. Uh, uh, using the service, I'm sure there is, uh, but certainly there are Gulf War veterans. There are, uh, these are disabled vets in many cases. Transportation is a tough deal for all uh, disabled individuals and, uh, and older adults as well. There are no programs such as ours in, uh, in other counties uh, that I am aware of, certainly not in Massachusetts. Our demand is high. And we, uh, because of that, we need at least a one week's notice okay. for people to give us uh, in order to list their ride. And we could take no more than one request per week. Wow, okay. 
Uh, is there any kind of special uh, training for the volunteer drivers that's required beforehand? We train the driver uh, on using our software, on the protocols for how to uh, support and work with a veteran. It's a very detailed system for us to coordinate all these rides. And while uh, veterans at times may like to connect uh, with the driver directly and say, hey, can you take me to an appointment next week? You know, they may, uh, the driver is instructed to tell the veteran, I may or may not be able to, but you have to contact the office directly. Okay. And then they could follow up. So we give, uh, we give instruction uh, to the drivers uh, in terms of standard protocol, as well as activities that they can help with and things that are out of their purview, that they can't lift somebody up, for instance. So it, it somehow has worked for nine years with all of these uh, parameters and limitations. Again, we have these flexibilities in place for, uh, for aides or family members to come. Also, if appointments are two hours uh, or longer, then we'll call that a split trip and okay. we'll find two separate drivers so that no driver is, is really needing to hang around unless they are available, and then they could sign up for both ends of the split trip. Sure, sure. Great opportunity for both, uh, really for the volunteer and for the veteran too. I'm assuming a lot of your volunteers are also veterans uh, giving back, right? They are, yeah. they are, it's, it's really both. Yep. There are veterans uh, and non-veterans. So I really want uh, the folks who are listening to know that if, if you are a veteran, or if you know of veterans, please pass on my phone number, I believe that's on the screen, Joe, or my uh, email address to contact me to make arrangements for rides. We are able to help out also where they're not just one-off appointments. If somebody needs dialysis or radiation, we can't do all the trips because of our limitations, but for instance, we're able to uh, work with the family to maybe have uh, a driver two mornings a week and and uh, and then have the family do the pickups in the afternoon okay so we will we will work to do uh, whatever is possible and again anybody listening that wants to take part and help in this program uh, it's very rewarding again there's mileage reimbursement uh, and then there are other benefits I want to just take a second Joe to mention that uh, in May, we had for the first time since COVID, a, a veteran pinning ceremony, which really meant acknowledging primarily the veteran volunteers, also the veterans we serve, both uh, veterans who are supporting veterans, non-veterans supporting veterans, and within the RSVP program, veterans who are working in other programs that aren't just involved with the vet rides. Very good, a good source of camaraderie, I'm sure, uh, for those yeah. folks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robert, all the years we've been speaking, uh, I never heard of the uh, Public Guardian Service Volunteers. What is that? Yes, uh, well, periodically we bring on new uh, partner sites and Public Guardian Services is in neighboring Braintree, though they're, they're very well are opportunities to support individuals 
who are primarily elderly, in some cases uh, might be younger, that have no family resources and have really been assigned through the state to have uh, public guardian service lawyers work with them and their estate needs. They typically live in uh, nursing homes in the area and there are two types of volunteer opportunities that we are very much hoping to fill. We have found a couple volunteers so far. Uh, the basic, uh, basic administrative volunteer would be working in the office, doing administrative work in the Braintree office, minimum once a week for three hours, three to four hours, answering phones, uh, doing data entry, doing fax work, but it's very diverse, working with the lawyers and dealing with client confidentiality as well. Uh, so there, there really is a need for that. Probably the more ambitious volunteer opportunity are friendly visitor volunteers to go uh, once a week or once every two weeks into the nursing home and establish a relationship with the particular individual, uh, possibly do some shopping for them, not that you would bring them out in most cases, but you would get a list. Do some shopping for them, but otherwise, you know, visit with them, keep them company, get to know them. Uh, so it is, um, I'd say, more meaningful, but probably a little more demanding. It will require, in some cases, you know, where you know some people may uh, may have lower functionality. They may not just be some some will be friendly and functional. Some others may just be withdrawn and you know enjoy somebody talking to them and speaking with them. So those are the two opportunities that are brand new that we are promoting and I hope your listeners will consider it or pass on a word for those opportunities. We, you know, we have these kind of off opportunities, you know, that, that come up, which is similar to one I think I've mentioned on your show before for new life furniture, uh, yes. which uh, is, is fairly local. I believe they're in, um, I, I, I think they're in, um, Randolph, but I'm not sure. But this is where people are going into the facility, helping uh, paint or ready furniture for, uh, you know, low-income veterans and other individuals um, to uh, to bring uh, these furnishing for their homes. Better than putting it in the landfill, for sure. Um, oh, yeah, there's yeah, good yeah. stuff. Good Only a few minutes left, Robert, but um, I want you to talk about a, a luncheon coming up in early August. Thank you. Thank you, Joey. Yes, every year, especially now with COVID receding, we are returning to one of our more ambitious uh, and enjoyable uh, uh, situations, which is organizing an annual volunteer recognition luncheon. This is to honor all the volunteers that we have in RSVP who've been active uh, in the past year. We currently have a total of 180 volunteers uh, active in RSVP. We want to build that number up further back to pre-COVID 285 volunteers. 
But with this luncheon, we have 120 people signed up to come. And this will be held at the uh, Endicott Estate in Dedham. Folks uh, from the Quincy Senior Center are going to be coming uh, with Marie Ferentz, uh, the COA director. People from all, you know, all the programs throughout the county are going to be coming. In Marie's case, they're going to take folks in a van and, and bring them over to the luncheon. We have uh, raffles, prizes, and part of national services where people have uh, through the years, uh, obtained uh, milestones of 100, 250, and 500 hours of service. They will receive certificates of appreciation uh, from President Biden, as well as a bronze, silver, or gold pin. So we look forward to, to this event. We have great gifts. The Norfolk County Commissioners, I do want to say, I don't want to be remiss to say that the county is run by the Norfolk County Commissioners, and they are very supportive of, uh, of RSVP, and we'll look forward to having them at the luncheon as well. And again, that's uh, August 3rd at the uh, Endicott Estate in Dedham. Do folks need to sign up, uh, Robert? Yes, they have signed up, and if you okay. are a current RSVP volunteer, you have about four more days. Okay, <laughs> very good. Sign up. Got you in there just in time. Thank you so much, Robert. Always great to get an update from you. Really appreciate it. My pleasure, Joe. Thanks a lot. And everybody, please consider joining RSVP if you have the time and are age 55 or older. Thank you. All right. Next time we'll have you here in studio, too. We look forward to that.